This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. about Michael B. Jordan is, okay. is, that, <laughs> What's up? is that despite him being like a huge celebrity and movie star, he is also just like a regular dude. Like, yeah. He's like the most, probably the most regular person. Can I actually would inspire Michael B. Jordan out of nowhere. Because I was watching this episode of, what was it? Not a safe word mm. on MTV and it was him and Steve Steel Grimm. Yeah. I'm like, yo, these are like some like frat house. In other words, they would be kind of lame if they weren't rich. Cause when I see Steelo Brim, I'd be like, this dude. Shouts to Steelo, but you know what I mean? Like, what are you saying? I'm just saying, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, Steelo doesn't seem like, he doesn't seem lame. He just seemed like just a regular dude yeah. that just is a celebrity. Right. And sometimes that seems lame. Yeah. As long as uh, Michael B. Jordan ain't Superman, I'm good. Uh, you don't you don't want him to be Superman? I don't want him to be Superman. Do we need a black Superman? We can get into that later. That's because that's 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 heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as he ain't so, him specifically, he's not Superman. We good. Yeah, he wasn't a good killmonger, if we're being honest. I mean he wasn't no one wants to say it. I'll say it. He was Green Lantern. He wasn't forgot the, about that. He was Green Lantern. No, he was the human torch. He was one of them. He was, he was, he was a cool human torch. No, he wasn't. It, it just was this the movie <laughs> the movie itself was trash. Yeah, he but he We're was, gonna keep pretending like Michael B. Jordan is a good actor. I want to start the episode wow. out like that because we up like wow. But are we gonna keep doing that? <laughs> Come on! I just need to know what we're doing. He was in Fruitville Station. I mean, he, he told was, a story. He did tell a story that needed to be told. Yeah, so he was. He could, he could ride no, on that. At least Station, two years. It was good. He could um, ride on that. Yeah, he was good in Creed. He was good in Creed. He was good. In Creed. Uh, what's the other one with the? Um, no, there was one where they had like superpowers. Anything where he had superpowers, he was not. No, ready. no, see, now I have to look it up. Ah, man, but let me go to my bookmark. Uh, While he's Michael looking at Jordan up, movies. this is the Life is Dope podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. And I'm Davey. Hey, we got a special guest in the building. Super special. I'm like, yo, we, 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 we up there. I mean, I know y'all see what we're doing, man. We we, we slowly. You, can I be honest uh, with the listeners and the viewers real quick? But, I mean, I probably already know what you're about to say because I'm yeah. like, if you see the guests that we have right yeah, yeah. right now, uh, SoundCloud rappers, that's why we're not reaching you out to them. You know where I'm going with this. That's, that's, that's why you're not You know where I'm going with it. see who's on here. So I got to be real, man. We be getting a lot of flack from Dave said SoundCloud rappers, so I guess that's the proper term. That's a, we get a lot of flack from rappers, Instagram models, people kind of in that realm, public figures that ain't really figures yeah and listen like we love y'all man we, we'll talk to anybody y'all know that yeah but you gotta stop tripping on us because we won't put you on the show for certain reasons like if somebody reaches out randomly like i just dropped the album can i come on the show like i'm gonna need a little bit more than that man like i, I need to i need to know your story i need to know what's behind that i, I need to know something and so if we say no <laughs> y'all gotta relax i mean we just interviewed the mayor yeah well, 
So I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, y'all, y'all see. Let's on them. I mean, but you see what the narrative of the show is. What we're trying to do, you know what I mean? We're trying to, we're trying to uplift. We're trying to come with a story. We're trying to present people that y'all need to know. Not that we don't need to know y'all. Nah, you explain it way too much. But you, listen, you, man. You no, because if I don't explain, they're going to be in my comments like, man, graffiti hates rappers. No, it ain't that. Listen, just, we'll interview anybody. I, I still want to interview that dude that was inviting us to uh, the, the Castle Rock. Uh, no. <laughs> we will absolutely I not I want to talk, <laughs> talk to that dude. If y'all know what Dave was talking about. I want to talk to that dude about y'all. What's going on out there? I ain't going to get into specifics. Okay. Yeah, check yeah. Castle Rock house parties <laughs> on google and something foul gonna come up and <laughs> we're not interviewing that brother we're checking on uh, craigslist maybe i don't know yeah that, that's nasty oh, wow anyway yeah. who we have anyways <laughs> very special guest in the building right here man this man does so much for the community oh absolutely so without further ado we bring to you dr ryan ross y'all make some hey, noise. Hey. what's up everybody cool. so for the people who don't know who are you and what do you do yeah man doc ross man i uh from Denver, Denver native, grew up on the east side. Um, it's where I've been all my life. Left for a little bit, went to college, went to Nebraska, did some stuff, and, and now I'm back. And my thing is education and leadership. And you know, my true focus is, is young African-American males, but it always spans out to, uh, to everyone. Um, young black men are my passion because you know, I'm a black male myself. And right. you know, growing up, there wasn't there wasn't a lot to look at, so I'm hoping that we can create that. Nice. You know? So was that the inspiration behind um, just pretty much how you got into this career field? Was just you seen a change that you made, or no, man? You know, I think what it really is. Um, one of my mentors says it best, Dr. Anita Tyler. She talks about there's a uh, an absence of excellence, mm. right? And for me, when I was growing up, you know, I seen some really excellent people doing some really negative things. Mm. And I was just like, yo, like the cat, you know, some of my friends, right, who were literally running corners. Right. Right. I'm like, these are these are Fortune 100 CEOs mm. if they're in a different direction. Right. Right. And, and, and what was missing was access. We weren't seeing weren't seeing the path to that. Right. And so you got all these great talents, all these great abilities, and people are using them in a, in a way, the only way that they know how or the best way that they can provide for their families. And I was just like, you know, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something else and just start looking for it. And uh, one thing led to another, one relationship led to another, and then um, one service opportunity led to another, and kind of here we are. Right, right, right. So what do you think is the the mind frame or the mentality that it takes to be a leader? Because because like you said, you were seeing people who were who had all of these talents, but they were going down another path. And I think normally that's because you sometimes people don't see that that opportunity or they don't see things a different way. Or sometimes they just see just a trend of, well, everyone is doing it this way or this is what's hot. So what do you think it takes to be able to look at a situation and say a situation and say, you know, there, there's something else. There has to be something better. There has to be, you know, there has to be something outside of the box. Right. So first, I'm going to say that I believe that everybody's a leader. Okay. Right. No matter you just it just depends on what lane you're leading in. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think um, I mean, we can we can talk about oppression. Right. That 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 uh, creates um, choices for people. But I like to when I want to in contemporary times, I think about um, survival. Right. Right. Like what will you do for your family right right and when i think about that i think about my son sitting right over there 
And look, I will do anything for him, mm -hmm. right? And I think there are a lot of people based on the economy, based on oppression, based on access, based on equity, people are in survival mode and that makes them choose a lane, right? Right. And so, you know, I just think it's important for leaders to have access to lanes because if you know there's another lane, then you'll do something different. I don't think people wake up to do bad stuff, right? Yeah, I don't I think people wake up to, uh, you know, make bad choices. I think people wake up to live, right? And however I gotta eat, that's how I'm gonna eat. Right, right. And so we just need to make sure, you know, from our vantage points that people know that there's options. Right, that's heavy. I kinda wanna go back to what you what you said a little bit before that, because it stood out. Um, how you were saying there's people that are basically running Fortune 500 companies, running corners, and they don't even know it. Right. Um, just growing up, just being around that element, it was kind of always like, all right, the dope boys is the guys we look up to. They, they do this. Absolutely. And now I'm older, I'm like, dang, these dudes are really like running distribution companies. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, without even realizing that's, that's what they were doing. But I say that to say they would always tell me, like, no, you don't want to do this. Go do this. And they would kind of point me in a direction outside of that. So it was learning two sides of the game, but how to use that side towards something else. Do you feel like there's a lack of that in this new era or just nowadays? Like, I want to say like a lack of OGs, but it seems more like a lot of the older cats is kind of shaming the younger cats for taking a certain route instead of kind of pointing them in the right, the right direction. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I actually, I think you're right. There, there are, a, a, there, there is an absence of OGs, right? Because mm. I agree with you. You know, some of my my biggest supporters were the cats on the street. You know, when I needed football cleats, you know, and it was my exactly. mom and seven kids. You know, you know, I won't name names, but it was it was it was dope boys on the east side who said, "Man, get these cleats. I'm gonna give you a ride out to Mullen, and mm -hmm. you go play football." Right, stay out the neighborhood. I don't want to see you on these corners anymore because you got an opportunity to do something different. Exactly. Um, I think what ha what's happened is there's just a lot of selfishness out there. Um, people get some information and don't want to share it. Mm -hmm. Right, like I got mine. That's all I'm worried about. Versus, hey, I got mine here. Right. Right, because I'm gonna go get some more. Right, because if I'm in the middle, right, and you're you're up top and you're down low, look. I'm going to get something from you. I'm going to pass it to you. Mm -hmm. I need some more. Right. So now I'm encouraging you to go get some more, right? Because mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're in a higher place, so you've got access to somebody higher potentially, mm -hmm. and you're going to keep passing it down. And you're going to reach out to the next person, and then we got this chain happening. Right. Right. That's what leadership and excellence is supposed to look like. It's supposed to be this continual just assembly line of passing down game and passing down opportunities. Right. You know what I mean? That's real. That's real. Uh, to get into a little bit about... Uh, what's what's been going on in the news cycle? Uh, Kanye visiting the White House. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> polarizing views on on either side. What, what do you think about it? So I think two things. Okay. Um, first and foremost, he got he got a seat at the table mm -hmm. to have a conversation with the individual, whether we like it or not, is the most powerful person in in the free world. Right. Right. And so. What he did with that opportunity, I think he squandered it a little bit, but I do think there were some things that happened. Um, and so if, if anything positive happens to Chicago because of that conversation, right, wrong, or indifferent, mm -hmm. I'm happy for Chicago. The other side to that is, is I, I personally think Kanye has got some mental health issues, mm -hmm. right? I think that he did not appropriately grieve for his mother, mm -hmm. and I think he's been searching for 
relationships and opportunities to feel appreciated in his in his art in his relationships everywhere except for internally sometimes you just got to sit on the couch and work it out and i think right. in our community we don't do that you don't and and i think kanye needs to i think the dude's brilliant i think he's a genius mm -hmm. but you know you know what they say man some people you know when you're close to genius you're close to crazy Facts. and um it's a bar you know what I mean? And so I, I think he's stuck in that place. Mm. And um, and he's in the public eye with it. Right, right. And and it's tough because he's in the public eye with it. So people are like, man, this dude is a minstrel show. Yeah. But he's really crying out for help. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I don't know who his friends are, who his circle is. But those cats need to grab him and convince him to go get some help. And I mean some real help. Not go sit in a, you know, a, a halfway house or something like that. Like he right. needs to go... Get some therapy, right? Um, well, and shout out to therapy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the whole Kanye thing speaks a lot to the actual community and the culture as a whole. Because if you just look at Kanye's past and his present, and just the the pattern of how he acts, he's always been searching for acceptance mm -hmm. from not just white people, but people in positions of power. Right. You know? I mean, think about it. He made a CD about dropping out of college. Mm -hmm. Like, he wanted people to say it was okay to do that rather yeah. than saying this was a choice that I made. Right. Like, this wasn't for me, you know. And it's always been like that. It's when he went on his original rants about not being accepted in the fashion world. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's like, well, I'm not Da Vinci. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was never just good enough for the black community. Kanye had to be that next level. And mm -hmm. that was like, all right, I can do this now for Chicago as a black man, but I need to be accepted by Republicans. And it's the same thing. And I think a lot of us deal with that without realizing we deal with that. Like, yeah. And I say that to get to this, is how do we start getting each other more on board to support each other? Yeah, you know, I think the first thing in that is people have to stop being concerned about who likes them, mm. right? Like when you're worried about who likes you, you're more focused on that than what your gifts and talents are, mm. right? I right. think if people focus on what it is that God has given them innately, and they just do that, the rest takes care of itself. Right. Um, you know, I think when you have something to offer, like this show, mm. right? I mean, you guys have something tremendous to offer, and now people are tuning in. You know, they're they're looking looking to you guys uh, as a voice to 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 bring positivity, mm. right? I hope not. I'm like, what what are these cats talking about today? Yeah. Right? Because it's a different lens, right? Yeah. And I think the same thing whatever with your talent, whether it's leadership or whether it's coming up with ideas or folding napkins, whatever it is, there's there's value in that. Right. And the people who need that will see that and gravitate towards it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. So as a, I would say, a, a community leader and a community servant, what would you, if you, let's say if you were in Kanye's position, you had an opportunity to uh, meet with Trump. And I guess before asking this, we, we, we see in the media how the, nah, for, forget, any, forget anyone who's on that side. Yeah, so I think, first of all, <laughs> if I was going to a meeting with Trump, I'm taking a bunch of people with me. Okay. You know what I mean? We're, we're going, because I, I am never gonna say I speak for the whole community right like, I don't I mean I speak for me I speak for my views you know and I hope that I surround myself with like like-minded people and we agree on things but I don't speak for anyone mm -hmm. and I think that's the first thing people have to stop thinking people speak for them right um, but I do think uh, people need to see at the table when you get to the table you gotta actually say something though you can't just get to the table and sit there you know my, my guy Jim Brown 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did a whole lot sitting. You know, yeah. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, bro, like, yeah. tap, tap in, tap in, say something. Right. Um, but I, I think that it's kind of like it's kind of like a march, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when when people march down to the Capitol building and they don't go meet with anyone, don't have any demands. In my opinion, they just went out for a walk, mm-hmm. right? So if you're gonna be at the table, you need to you need to have organized. You need to have talked to people. You need to have hey here. This is what we need, right? Can you do it? And if you're not gonna do it, we're not gonna come talk anymore, right? I'm gonna come follow this process. If it doesn't work, well, yeah. now maybe I have to go take it, right? Right? And and if I go take it and you don't like the way I take it, remember we came and had a conversation first, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I and I think that's just the way it has to be. That's kind of my beef with Ti is T.I. keeps going on these rants about Kanye and the whole Trump thing. Then he drops a video with the Melania lookalike, and now there's all this controversy with that. But he said that he talked to Kanye prior to the meeting, and he knew Kanye was going. So the next thing you should be saying is, let me come with you or let me help you out, instead of, nah, we ain't going to go meet with Trump. It's like if you know you can articulate a message better than your boy, then help your boy out. And right. And T.I. can articulate yeah. some messages. And so it can't be like, oh, I'm not going. You're going to handle that if you know he's about to go up there and make a fool of himself. You know what I mean? We got to help each other out. Well, and I think that also would have helped the accountability of the meeting, right? Yeah. Because if Kanye would have said, hey, look, I'm coming, but we're going to be an hour late because T.I. got to hop on a jet. He's coming to the meeting with me. And then Trump said, no, I don't want to meet. Right. Now you know, you like, okay, is. you was bringing a real one. Yep. And I, don't, I don't need that. You know, I want this publicity stunt. I want to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. So then you can reset. But I agree with you. I think T.I. should have said, hey, bro, look. Yeah. You know, let's call KRS-One. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I mean, man. Like, <laughs> like let, let, we got to hold the culture accountable because, like, <laughs> we can say what we want about Trump, Kanye, whatever. But, I mean, Kanye's the one sitting there. Right. So... <laughs> what can we really do? Yeah, you know. you know. And the other thing is stop giving it air, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I knew that that was happening. I didn't watch that. Yeah. Cause I knew I it wasn't gonna be anything. Yeah. That you know it was probably gonna make me upset. Yeah. Right. Or make me be like, ugh. Or dang. Same here. Somebody I ignored it. Until you know, somebody said I'm on the couch. Links. Yeah, man. So you know, and then of course I knew between Facebook, Instagram, I got the highlights, and I'm like, well, <laughs> wow, yeah. gave him a hug. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gave him a hug. Maybe Trump needed a hug. You know what? But I try to avoid it too, but then I'm glad I actually watched it. Uh, I was avoiding that and I was avoiding the whole TMZ sit down thing. The TMZ thing was weird. But I noticed something in that. Like when they asked him about the 13th Amendment and uh, justice reform and all that, Kanye took a minute and he was like, you know, I can't really explain what I'm trying to say, but I got something that GLC wrote for me. It's <laughs> all so he read it, and that just shows like he knows if he if he needs some help. And GLC was probably like, "Look, Kanye, this is what this is about. Please don't go screw this up. I'm gonna ghostwrite what you need to say." And he said it. So that just goes to show, man, we gotta help each other out. Hey, man, shout out to the ghostwriters. Hey, Fire yeah. ghostwriters. <laughs> hey, GLC, bars. GLC hey. consequence. Ryan Fest don't get enough credit. Yeah, man, Look, keep writing. Man. You got a platform and nothing to say. Go find somebody to say it for you. Exactly, Simple as that. You got the presence of you somebody else's exactly. work. That's, that's, that's partnership. Yeah. <laughs> it's homework. <laughs> While we on politics. Hold up. Before you got punch in. Punch in point. It's no big deal. We got to We didn't punch in. So yeah, while we on politics, uh, you ever see a seat at the table for, for Dr. Ross in the future? Or is that <laughs> not your lane? Not my lane, man. It's gotcha. not my lane. I, I think that um, when I really look at my lane or what it is I'm trying to do is 
my whole goal is to duplicate um, is to duplicate people in, in the pursuit of excellence, right? Mm. And so, if I can be involved with enlightening and cre creating or providing an opportunity for somebody to think differently about what they're doing, or give somebody a platform or encourage somebody to go tap into their vision, like go do that, right? Right? And and so that's what I want to do. As it relates to politics, I'm definitely political, mm. um, but I don't want to be a politician. Gotcha. And, and, and primarily because I'm a public servant and I think there's a difference. Mm. And I also think I have a greater voice from behind the scenes and from, from the grassroots and from with the people. I can say what I want to say from this seat. Right. Right. I'm not constrained to anything. Plus, I wouldn't get elected anyway. I'd get up there and start <laughs> telling the truth. And they'd be like, this guy got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So what are some of the things that you've learned just, just throughout your journey uh, the things that you had an idea of or thought that you knew and then once you kind of got into um, into this industry you learned wow this is not how I expected it to be or this is not what I thought it was looking at it from the outside now that I'm on the inside man you know <laughs> oddly enough you know the gold rule in kindergarten right treat people the way you want to be treated mm -hmm. yeah man that doesn't happen a lot oh you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, and that was surprising because I just thought, you know, especially when I when I came back home in, in two thousand two uh, from college, it was just like, you know, we, I'm just gonna have this kumbaya love fest with the community, and we're gonna take over the world. And um, yeah, no, nah, man, there was there were people who were not interested in that, right? and I couldn't understand why. Mm. Um, and then money, well, that, and then there were also things like where, you know. If there's an opportunity to help someone, like why why wouldn't you do it? Mm. Even if it's small, right? Like, you know, somebody makes t-shirts and you don't, but right. you need some. Go buy t-shirts. Right. Right? Like, yo, you this is what you do. Let me give you this money and then pay full price. Right. Right? Don't go to the homie like, oh, you making t-shirts. I need some t-shirts mm. for five bucks. Mm. That's a word, right? There's a TED like, talk right there. Like, <laughs> right. like, yo, pay full freight. Like, right. And I try not to accept discounts, especially in the other community. Because right. I don't want people to think I need something. Nope, I'm at the same table. I have the same voice mm -hmm. um, as you. So if the table costs $1,000, guess what? I pay my $1,000. Right. And you're not going to be pitying me or my community or my group. or No. Um, I kind of bird walked there, but to get back to that, um, that was one thing that was really interesting. Okay. And so something I wanted to try to commit to just doing and, and being a champion of myself. The other thing was just, I mean, I kind of knew it just based on the way I grew up, but the power of relationships. Mm -hmm. um, relationships Priceless. are powerful. Um, and I'm not talking about the networking where you go give a business card or you like somebody on Facebook. I'm talking about real relationships where you understand what people are going through, right. um, what their what their goals are, and you're actively trying to help them achieve their goals. Wow. Right? Um, and you, if you can get a group of folks together who do that for each other, um, look... There's no way that I thought this little East Side boy from 33rd and Columbine, 33rd and Fillmore would be a doctor. Right. You know, and there's a whole lot of people responsible for me sitting here in that role. Definitely. definitely. Takes a village. Man, it does. So to talk about groups of people and, come, and coming together, let's talk a little bit more about your actual role with Urban Leadership. Yeah. Um, so what is it that you actually do? How'd you get in that spot? 
Yeah. What is it in general? <laughs> You're the president of it, actually, right? I, I am. I do okay. have the, the honor and privilege of, of serving the Urban Leadership Foundation as its president and CEO. Nice. Um, it's a dope title, but I tell people all the time it's, it's a title because this is it's, it's volunteer work. This right. is not my full-time job, right? Yeah. Um, but the Urban Leadership Foundation was started in 2007 really as a program to try to capture and retain black people. Mm. Right, because there were influx of CEOs leaving. They would come here for a year or two, and roll out. Right, and and they couldn't find community. You know, it's just you know the population is small. Right, and so that's kind of what happened. And, and Richard Lewis and Angela Williams and um, former Mayor Webb were really responsible for that. I went through the program in 2008 because um, I was asked to, mm-hmm. and um, and re- originally I was reluctant. I'm like, yo, I'm. I'm 303 all day. I, I don't need to be in the program. Like right. I ain't going nowhere. Right. Um, but after some 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 strong uh, nudging, yeah. if you will, <laughs> by my guy uh, Mayor Webb, I did the program and seen what the potential was. And so in 2009, they asked Carrie and I, Carrie Warren and I, to take over the program and yeah. and create a new vision for it and. And so we did that, and right, and that vision was really—it was simple. It was access, opportunity, and upper, you know, uh, just moving us forward, right, as leaders, right. And it was also about redefining what leaders and what leadership is, because I think a lot of times people think, ah, oh, leaders are politicians, or leaders are people with titles. No, and leaders are everybody. Leaders are cats like. Lamumba Sayers yeah, out there, yeah. you know what I mean? Just doing something because it needs to be done for kids. Right, you know, yeah. leaders are people like Dr. Nita Tyler, mm-hmm. leaders, Asira Shimu, Michael Hancock, right? They're all these people, no matter what they got going on in their life, these are, everybody can be a leader, mm-hmm. right? And we wanted to shine a light on that, right? You don't, it doesn't look one way, right? right? Excellence comes in, you know, in, essentially in using your gifts the way they're intended. Right. And so that's what it was about. And it was about creating this platform. And then it was also about creating this familial network of leaders. Right. Right. And it's powerful. I mean, like things like spin, Mm -hmm. um, have, have come out of the program. Um, shout out to Michelin, Brides 5280. Yeah, they're they're nice. <laughs> they're on a college tour right now. Like yeah. and so and it's and it's not about and people, you know, I tell people all the time, it's not about the Urban Leadership Foundation taking credit for this stuff. We want to give people a platform and and take it away. Like right. you don't see the ULF logo on that. Right, right, right. You don't see the ULF logo on spin, right? Like right. you don't see it. It's yo, let's create and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Because the more we can amplify that. The more we can get people to stay in their lanes and do their thing, the greater the community gets. Mm. Which goes back to what you were talking about earlier about if you have an opportunity to help someone, mm-hmm. to, to put someone on, yeah. why, why not do it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, man, and then, you know, then it's about, you know, daring people to be great. You know, yeah. people come through a program, you know, um, sometimes lacking some confidence, not really believing in their talents, and they leave the program like, oh, I'm now the CEO of my own company, or now I've got two, three promotions because they've, you know, they've been able to find strength, right, in, in in their own community, and then go be ready to lead wherever that was, and do it on authentic. Uh, sorry, do that with authenticity, to do it with intentionality, mm-hmm. and you know, and without fear, right? Like, just be great, man. Go live your best life. Agree, right? And then all of that matched with leadership development, and I think that's one of the things that makes our program different 
from other leadership programs because we're actually doing leadership development. Mm. You know, let's dive into that part a little bit. So actual leader, leadership development. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking this because that nudging that you spoke of, I get a lot of that. Graffiti <laughs> for president. <laughs> so the actual development portion of that, because if I'm looking in and I'm looking at the Urban Leadership Foundation, I'm like, man, I, I kind of know most of these people, you know, like we're in the same circle anyway. Right. But I kind of just need help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Directing that leadership. Right. So like, like, is it classes or like, how do y'all structure? Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's set up um, like in a grad school format for a couple of reasons. So we meet the second and fourth Wednesdays from 530 to 845. Uh, one of the reasons we do that is because we found that most individuals who aren't entrepreneurs, who mm-hmm. work for other people, who work for companies, don't have the luxury of taking full days off work. Right. Right. And so we want to make it accessible. Um, that's the first piece. The second piece is, is, you know, when you look at research around the adult attention span and things like that, you, you don't have a whole lot of time. And so we try to capture what we can in three hours, but it's broken up, you know, into dinner. So you're fed, right? You know, there's some inspiration that happens. There's some content that happens. And then there's some building that happens in every, in every class. Right. And uh, our curriculum is kind of broken out over four pillars, mm-hmm. uh, leadership, business and economics, politics with a little p and what i mean by that is it's the the act of being political mm-hmm. right not running for office gotcha. like what does it mean to be political in your community from your vantage point mm-hmm. right and then the final piece goes into philanthropy and nonprofit and, and, and service um giving back um and, and helping people understand that as an individual as one person you can change the world and a lot of people don't think you can do that but right we got countless examples um you know Shout out to uh, Jay Eliza, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving in July. I remember when that was a conversation in Coffee on the Point. Right. Right. It was a, it was a straight up pie in the sky idea from one person, which turned into last year over 1,500 people being fed, over 60 volunteers, right? Right. It would have never happened if one person didn't tap into their lane. Right. And that's what that's what we're you know, we talk about that nudge, that's what we're nudging you to do. Right. Right. And we're getting people to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Like tap into those visions and make it happen. Mm. So and, and that's a good question, because even in my personal life, I've always been curious about how do we um, you know, how do we help out the homeless? Because I'm noticing there's a lot more legislation around you know, homelessness and it's making things like illegal to, you know, share food, to give money to homeless unless it's through like certain charities or, or, you know, there there seems to be these obstacles around helping the homeless. So, so what are the things that people can do to, if they do want to help out that's still within, you know, the the legal way? You know, I, I tell people, you want to help homeless people, give them a home, right? Like just take off the less. And, and, and that's easier said than done, but you know, I think you do that through collective giving. I think you do it through, um, uh, I'll give you a good example. Representative James Coleman is mm-hmm. one of our alums. Right now, he's looking for legislation to write. Mm-hmm. Now, now I, he, I think he's special because not all elected officials are, are engaged in community like this, but you know, you got those camping bans. That was legislation that came from somewhere. Right. Guess what? We can go do some new legislation that gets rid of that. Right. So that's one piece, right? That's uh, one aspect of it is, is getting involved civically to, to make an impact in it. Uh, the second thing is, man, leveraging resources right. to create 
you know, a spot for people and, and a real spot. Like, you know, it sucks. You know, when I hear people, yeah, I went to the shelter or something, but I can't go there because they got bed bugs. Mm. Right. Um, you know, and, and give people dignity and the resources. Right. So if you just because you homeless doesn't mean you got to look disheveled because you can't go interview if you look all messed up. Right. Right. You should have a real bathtub, a real shower, right. a real mattress. Right. A real meal. Um, you know, so I'm getting I'm going on tangent here, but I, I think it's about creating that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that there are some things that work. Right. Um, you know, rather than giving somebody a dollar on the corner. You know, maybe it is looking at giving money to the shelter, mm -hmm. but then holding the shelter accountable and then looking for people in our community to sit on the board of that shelter right. to influence the decisions that, you know, um, that the that the shelter is making. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the other piece, you know, I think one of the, the one of the number one issues of homelessness is mental health. Mm -hmm. Right. Talk We've got to address mental health. Right. And you and it's can't I mean, like some of the stuff that's out there. Oh, there's free mental health, but there's a two week waiting right. deal. So somebody comes to you and says, Dave, I'm gonna kill myself. Hey, man, I'm gonna help you. But you got to wait two weeks. Yeah. Kind of. Like, I ain't got two weeks. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there needs to be resources and there ha we got to invest funds in that stuff now. Right. Right. I think that word funds is kind of one of the biggest drawbacks mm -hmm. um, because we'll sit back and like even with us when we do these parties and events and all that and they all kind of have like a hidden purpose behind it you know the mm -hmm. money will go somewhere mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. um it always goes back to man if we had the money to just do this mm -hmm. you know what i mean and we got the resources we can all collectively come together but it's always that money piece yeah and i don't think we cracked that code yet well i think one of the things in colorado we got to do is we got to get Tabor out of the way i mean I've, Tabor has created so many issues primarily for education but in so many other areas because you've got money that the city can't use right right or, or it's being you know directed in a different way and you know and you know these refunds that people get back for eleven dollars and seventeen cents yeah. <laughs> versus that collectively going into a pot to do more mm. i think is is one issue um the second issue and you know and, and people don't like it but you know, if you got more, you should give more, mm -hmm. right? And 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 some people are like, well, you know, you you say that now, but when you have it, you don't want to give it. That's false, because I grew up with nothing. Right. I just got this money, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I grew up with grew up with nothing, and I don't have a lot now, but I don't mind giving, right? Right? And and it's and if you know if I know what I'm giving to is going to something good, it's gonna you know I can hold them accountable. You know, I'm cool. I'm not. I'm not concerned about a 2% tax increase, you know, if I'm going to buy my son some shoes, if I know that two cent is going to something good and positive. And I think that's where the other part of that funding conversation happens is because, you know, where is the money being allocated and is it being right. allocated appropriately? Right. Um, so, and I think that, um, I think not being able to give or feeling like you can't give is, is part of like a broke mentality too, because it's, it's to say it's to it's it's this mindset of scarcity that there's not enough so i got to keep it for myself yeah. and, and just from my own personal experiences like i know like i've been paying my tithes more i've been giving you know i've just been giving more and i've felt less broke yeah absolutely no that's real so it's, it's been interesting how that's worked out how like you know like like even down to like the hosting gigs that we've been mm -hmm. doing like more opportunities have just 
have have came to us just from the more that we've kind of just opened up our pockets for for certain things so right I, even I, on another level like shouts to uh dj 5280 it's like um on the entertainment hip-hop scene side like yeah, balling but nah, like you said, don't count his money, man. Don't count his money. Get out my pocket. <laughs> nah, but like when we do events, sit different. When we do events and we when we do bookings and stuff, or uh, for example, like the Friday, the final Friday event where we had different performers and all that. Mm-hmm. The main purpose is like, yo, promoters aren't paying performers. And performers are talent and they deserve to be paid for their talent right mm-hmm. so we get paid x amount of dollars that's getting split equally like it's not all mm-hmm. promoter takes the whole pot we're gonna give the djs their money and then this was an opportunity for the performers right it don't work like that no. and even by just doing that like even if it's just 50 dollars, the performers they appreciate that so much mm-hmm. it's like man thank you i've never been paid for a gig before and then that's more fulfilling than anything else like we could have took that money and i would have just you know what i mean like that money would have been gone bought some beans or something yeah you know what i mean so we not papa john's though nah, not papa john's don't do that <laughs> <laughs> just being like dave said being more giving just opens up more opportunities. absolutely you know and i i think and you know another thing that I, I hope our community gets better at doing is is bringing the cultures together right you're just talking about some of the hip-hop shows and you know we there's a division yeah with arts and culture and hip-hop and um generations mm. right and you and you see it right I, and you know i'm and it's funny because i'll go to a a local rappers concert and they're like, Dr. Ross, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, listen to some hip hop. That's right. what I'm doing here. Like, right. it's hot. Right. Or like, oh man, I, you know what? I shouldn't have came tonight. Yeah. You know, you gotta go back to the drawing board. But okay. like, you know, <laughs> you know it, it happens. It happens. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, these, these communities gotta, gotta come together, man, um, and understand each other and leverage each other because there's so much power when we come together. Definitely. Especially when you talk about arts and culture and music. Mm-hmm. Right? If you look at Every major movement, music and culture was a part of it. Mm-hmm. True. You know what I mean? Everything. I mean, I, I I joke about I'm gonna get you sucker, but man, like, you know, I'm like, man, if I could, I'd have DJ Fifty Two Eighty rolling with me playing music. Yeah. Just you know, as I'm going down the street. Right. Right. But no. But we've got to come together because um, there's just too much talent and too too many ideas lost mm-hmm. when there's the silos. Um, you know. Yeah. You, you said something that's a segue into what I was going to ask you. You being at like the local shows or whatever, and people say you would be surprised. So one of my fears is that we would get this responsibility of being public figures to the point where we can't mess up, <laughs> for a lack of better terms. Right. Um, I don't want to be held to such a standard that if you see me at the strip club, it's like, yo, what you, get out of here. But at the same time, graffiti. Yeah, what, what you doing, brother? Why well, I never. <laughs> First, I'm going to be like, why you in here? But, uh, I, I don't, it's an obligation that I don't want, but I feel it kind of approaching. Mm-hmm. So to be somebody in like your position or, or like a mirror Hancock, or just when you get this certain image placed on you, is it more pressure to kind of take accountability for yourself or? So I I'm think, scared. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a great question. And again, right. We talked about being concerned about what people think and about people liking you. Um, so First and foremost, you don't have to accept what people are giving you, mm. right? Like you don't have to accept this 
pedestal that people want to give you to stand on. Right. Um, I do think you need to be accountability. You need to be accountable for your actions, right? And be proud of whatever actions you take. Right. But most importantly, I, I think there is something about you know being real and and, and playing a role, mm -hmm. right? And um, you know, we just we actually just talked about this in, in, in the Urban Leadership Foundation last week, right? Real models versus role models, right? I'm when you when you're playing a role, you get caught up in that situation where you got to be perfect. Right. Here's the thing, man. I am human and I am fallible. Right. Right. But here's one thing that I'm always going to do. I'm going to be accountable for my actions. Mm. Right. And so, for me, I don't care where you see me. Where if you see me somewhere, that's where I'm supposed to be. Right. Right. And and I'm okay with that. Mm. And if you see me in a moment where I'm distraught or angry or I'm frustrated, that's what you're supposed to see because that's who I am. It's human emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that that's you know, and I and I think people have got to see that and respect that. Now I do think no matter who you are, there are certain things that you shouldn't be doing. Right. Right? Like, you know, men shouldn't be hitting women. Mm -hmm. Right? That's um true. People shouldn't be kidnapping folks, right? Like, you know, if you know that drugs are bad, you shouldn't put them in your body, right? It's your right. temple. Like, those are things I think, you know, that you've got to do mm -hmm. um, and understand. But, you know, other than that, live your life, yeah. right? And be unapologetically you. And, you know, people will, 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 will follow suit. Right. right. So what does a uh, Dr. Ross playlist sound like? What's, what's on there? Ooh, wee. So, to? right now, <laughs> what's getting us hyped? Right now, what's in the playlist is a lot of Ice Cube, okay, um, a lot of Tupac, and Erica Badu. Right now, that's mm. that's kind of how I'm rolling. That's okay. something about your mindset right there. That 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 playlist right there. Yeah, that's kind of powerful. Yeah, I mean that's 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 where I'm at. And you know, yeah. and, you know, and it probably switches every couple weeks. Mm. But right now, that's where I'm at. Um, you know, in terms of some of my favorites, um, I'm a big Eminem fan. Okay. Um, you know, I like uh, I like Slim Shady, man. You like his last album? Uh, you know what? This whole conversation is about to change. <laughs> <laughs> his last album. Wait, are we talking about Kamikaze or Revival? I was talking about Kamikaze. Okay. You know, I think as an artist, um. you get to a place <laughs> where you're trying to express yourself. Mm. And I just think he has stuff to say. Yeah. And sometimes I think there's music and there's art, and then I think there's expression. Right. And I think he was just trying to express himself. And so more power to him on it. I didn't enjoy everything that he expressed on it. Mm. But I respect the fact that he took the risk as an artist and did some different stuff. Graffiti, Kamikaze was good, man. I don't know why you... you I, didn't, I didn't say it was bad. But you, what are you saying? I didn't say it was bad, but, but being... And it wasn't to, classic Eminem. I got. I was about to say that, and I got to stop saying that because I'm trying to stop saying that. Because if we keep basing new music on old people, yeah. old music, we don't forever be like that. Right. But I don't know, bro. Him just doesn't. He don't do it for me no more. Like that album was cool, but it had no replay value. He's like, a great rapper. I'm not listening to Kamikaze. He's one of the best rappers. And he raps. That's the thing. We talked about this before. Like M is gonna rap. It's okay. We want to say he's the greatest rapper. I'll give him that because he he's he got flow. He he's gonna spit, but I just can't relate. You know what I mean? Like before okay. the shock value of Slim Shady and just all oh, this white boy is nice. Before that was enough to do it. But now I was like, yeah, what are we talking about? Like, come on, bro. You know, but I, you know what I mean. But then you know, like that's your right, right? Yeah. As a fan, like you don't have to feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's cool. And I know? want to, and that's the thing. Like I, I still defend him. Then, like I'm not gonna say oh. it's trash. 
But it's no, just like, man, like, no, I'm going to defend them. I just can't vibe no more. You know, I mean, you know, when you look any CD, right? Yeah. You know, there's 15 songs on the track. Mm. The odds of you liking all 15 songs right. every time are rare. That's and real. so there's just something, sometimes you're just not feeling, all right, you just don't listen to it. Mm -hmm. But this is where that loyalty comes in, though, right? Like, if I rock with you, I'm going to support you on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I went out and bought it because I support him. I'm a fan. I listened. Right? It, it's not making my playlist all the time now. Right. But I, I still support him. Mm -hmm. Now, if he does something else I don't like, you know, this is why I'm, you know, I'm going to be a fan. I might have to write him a letter like, yo, what's going on? You all right? Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, is everything right. good? Right. right. But that, And that's where, you you know, you get to hold people accountable. You know, you get to say what's going down. But I think people have the right to evolve and change and feel differently. And I mm -hmm. think, see, you know, and I think music is one of those things, man. Wherever you are, it's kind of what comes out. Yeah. Let 40-year-old M evolve. So with all that being said, y'all got to get off Kanye. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that, that same premise. Like, if you look at Ye, if you look at all these albums that we didn't like, but Emma's Emma's it's, been it's quiet. Expression, though. man. Again, and he's expressing himself. But like I said, I didn't bash him as an artist. I say he has a mental health problem. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, music wise. Like, uh, I remember when Yeezus dropped, and everybody hated it. And I won't say everybody, but a large amount of his fan base hated Yeezus. No, I hated it. And I liked it because liked from a musical standpoint, I was like, Kanye is in an angry mindset right now. And this album sounds angry. Like, it sounded like whatever Kanye was going on. It was art, man. It's art. And it was art. So I was like, Kanye is expressing himself. Now, it was disrespectful to my speakers. Like, the bass ain't even in the center. The bass is like off like panned off to the left yeah like that's disrespectful no? well but you know what well, nobody started though. doing that afterwards no. let me ask you this though what kind of pressure do you think artists have to recreate and do something new to mm -hmm. stay relevant right and how much as consumers what is our role in pushing some of that craziness because they're trying to give saying. us something that we're going you know or they're trying to push the envelope to create something new mm -hmm. you know when i think about you know, old school hip hop. That's what I loved about it, right? Back in the days when you didn't bite. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody stuff was different. different. Yep. You know what I mean? And now that you're like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I'm a humming a humming a too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now people are like, well, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do something different. Yeah, I appreciate that risk. You know what I mean? And 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 I think there's value in taking a risk. There's a lot of pressure, but then there's also a lot of you have a lot of resources. Like let's let's be honest. Like Kanye can call anyone up. But think about and, it though. In Kanye's case, when Kanye takes a risk, it usually catches on a couple years later. Like, if you look at 808s, he took a risk. I mean, now look at Jesus everybody walks. sounds like 808s. I mean, people are like, Jesus walks yeah. on BET live. Right. <laughs> Jesus spawned the whole sound, like, whether we want to admit it or not. I'm not, I'm not buying it yet. I still, I mean, I like Blood on the Leaves. I like Bound. Yeah. I like Black Skinhead. Because it sounds like classic Kanye. Yeah. But, but all the... If you all the stuff where you just like you know you know how much music sounds like that like we don't like it but there's a lot of songs that sound like that no, I like dubstep but no think about uh, recipes triple X but like his number one song look at me mm. I couldn't listen to that song because it was so distorted you know? but the kids love that when it comes on at a concert and that just sounds like Jesus to me I'm like oh this is hot but y'all ain't like uh, whatever the laser song was <laughs> the first laser yes. joint <laughs> yes <laughs> hey man take a risk is all I'm saying. Let's get into let's get into some more personal stuff. So, what does the the home of Dr. Ross look like? How do you how do you balance um, just just everything that you do with uh, stirred up enterprises, the urban leadership? How do you balance that with a good uh, family life, marriage life? 
So first and foremost, man, I have a dope wife. Oh. Like, man, I love my wife. She's dope. Simone. Shouts to Black Love. Um, hey. Yeah. <laughs> she really holds down our family. She's she's a superwoman. Um, I don't, you know, she's she's way tired than I am. I, I have to say that first and foremost. So she's the rock, first and foremost. And then after that, man, we we do a really good job of you know, what, what we call leapfrog, right? So there was a period of time when I was in school working on my PhD, she was chilling, mm -hmm. right? I finished school, you know, we had young Gav, I sat at home, she went back and got her MBA, right? Right. Wow. There, you know, and then I have a personal rule of, because usually I'm, I'm out more, doing more stuff, whenever my wife needs me to do something, mm -hmm. whether it's pick up the kids, uh, she's got a meeting, whatever I have stops, I cancel it, Okay. right? Um, and and make room for her to do whatever she needs to do because she's given me so many opportunities and so much support. Um, so that's the first part. Second part is, man, we believe in vacations and we right. understand that life isn't 50-50, mm -hmm. right? And I think pe more people need to understand that. Like everything isn't gonna be balanced. Um, and so there's spurts. And so what we try to do is make sure we create memories. Right, so we we're taking a big vacation. We try to take a big vacation every year, mm. and we try to do one or two what we call family fun adventure tours throughout the year. Whether that's just shooting up to Boulder or taking one of the kids, me and my son. My son and I just got back from Texas for three days. Nice. You know what I mean? Like we just try to create quick moments um, because moments make memories, and uh, that's important. And then the last thing is, man, just, just try, you know, just living. Mm -hmm. Just trying to live it and figure it out. I wish I could bottle it up and tell people because they ask us that all the time. Like, how do you guys manage it? And the best thing I, you know, is organized chaos. Mm -hmm. um, but we're on the same page, and that that's nice. And when we're not on the same page, I get in trouble because I didn't put something <laughs> in the calendar. <laughs> right. And I apologize and sit at home until <laughs> she gets back, and then we get back on the same page. Right. <laughs> Graffiti and I, we were having this conversation in the group chat. Oh, we which, talk, which one? We were talking about. Um, My wife be listening, bro. Which one? Uh, so, <laughs> we, no, we were talking about if you if you look at your phone and smile. Okay. How much of a of a of an argument that just creates is that? Does that still happen at, at that point in, in the marriage? So, so give it a little oh. give it a little background. Uh, Shouts to, to Jasmine back. You can chime in because we need a woman's uh, insight on this. <laughs> so. I'll be on my phone, right? Right. And I'll see something funny or they're, or they're texting me in the conversation. I'm over here just cracking up, you know, being happy and joyful. My wife like, who got you over there smiling? <laughs> <laughs> Not to say she'd be tripping, but you know, that's, that's, and, that's tripping. And once I put it out there, like everybody kind of was like, yeah, that happens to me It too. happens to everybody. Does 5280, does that happen to you? Every day. So I, I was like, let's play Fear Factor, fellas. Like, go ahead and smile at your phone real quick. Oh, don't smile at your phone. Smile, oh. Swipe away real quick and don't say nothing. <laughs> and everybody was scared. Look, man, I, look, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that, but I, I do think that in any situation, if you're around somebody and they're laughing and you're not, you want to laugh too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, but... That goes both ways, though, because when I'm on my phone, my dude will be like, who are you talking to? What are you doing? Jasmine said that goes both ways. Um, I, I, you know, look, if Simone is laughing and she's always laughing, but I'm like, what's going on over there? Yeah. And then she'll tell me, or she'll tell me it's none of my business. Right. And and I'm okay with that, right? Like, because sometimes... I wish I could say that. <laughs> you know, like... I can't say that. You know, sometimes, you know, the girl's conversation is the girl's conversation, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't ever want her in a situation where her girls feel like she pillow talks, mm -hmm. right? And, and 
because that's their business and you know that goes back to knowing what you shouldn't ask too there you go because if i don't want to be told it's not my business i just say i'm like because i don't want to hear that so i ain't gonna ask you <laughs> right yeah but, man, man nah, but but no i think for us man we're just at that place man where it's just you know, we, it is what it is i mean we just we just we just vibe it man and, and so we're in a really good space so cool before we wrap i want to keep on that for a little bit um fatherhood since we're talking about music and culture and all that mm-hmm. how much i know so i was saying something a little <laughs> earlier <laughs> about uh about future i said future is a cancer to the culture mm. and i say that because all right chime it back in we're on this black excellence wave right now mm-hmm. i think we all kind of see it feel it we see what's happening just like hollywood and just in the culture period mm-hmm. j cole got the whole movement we're trying to get these kids off drugs like we're kind of just catching on more and more people's ODing. it's like all right we realize this ain't cool let's right. not say it's cool no more. right and then future drops an album where the, the artwork is a cartoon of the world with lean on it and pills floating everywhere and it's called world on drug and then he drops it with a 19 year old you know what i mean that's on drugs which is crazy so it's like yo this is this is like, come on, man, you're going against everything we're trying to collectively push right now. And so, you know, as a father, and then just as somebody that was influenced by hip hop growing up, it's like your average 12 year old wouldn't know what a Xanax is if he wasn't hearing it from these guys. So I don't want to say, how do you keep that away from your kids? Cause you can't, but just like as a father, like how do you manage that? Man, I engage my son. Mm-hmm. Right, like we have all kinds of conversations. Actually, my son is a rapper, um, and he's nine. Yeah, and and, yeah, yeah. and because of that, you know, you know, we we listen to stuff together, mm-hmm. and we talk through it, and we talk about it. Because the reality is, is you can't control what your children are going to hear when they're not with you. Right, but you can control what they understand. Right, and so we have a lot of even at nine, a lot of real conversations about life, about the world. Um, you know, and, and some people may disagree with me, but I feel like um, children are exceptional beings mm. and they can retain and handle what you give them as long as you give it to them appropriately. And we set boundaries, we set boundaries, um, you know, like my son can be around adults who are cussing. Yeah. He understands that he can't cuss mm. until he becomes an adult. Right. And even then he should think about is that the vocabulary that he wants to use to express himself because he's been given the opportunity to build a vocabulary where he doesn't need to use cuss words mm. right and and so just putting it out there like that um i think is important and i think the other thing is is not shielding them from certain things right right like i you know <laughs> i joke about it all the time my son and daughter are growing up very different than i grew up yeah right but I take them to my neighborhood. I let them see where I grew up. I let them know, you know, meet those people. Same, cause I'm, you know, same person, same neighborhood. And, you know, and sometimes it's interesting. I, I'll never forget the first time I took my son to 34th in York, mm. right? And said, hey man, this is this is where dad grew up and this is where I made some bad decisions, right? right. And he was like, yo, dad, is this safe? Yeah. <laughs> like, this does not look like where we live yeah. and i'm like you know what yeah it's safe but here's under here's the thing everywhere you go something bad can happen and you need to be aware of your surroundings you know aware of your surroundings and we have those conversations that's yeah. true right and you know what i mean and so as long as i'm engaging and exposing mm-hmm. you know i think he's i think my kids are going to be okay and i think more parents should just spend that time and engage with their kids that's real right and listen to their kids mm-hmm. like kids are depressed yeah and going through things and it's because parents 
are hearing their kids, but they're not listening to their kids. Right. And, you know, my son is not in, you know, I'm not 40 yet. Um, but his his world is different than, than mine. And so I need to listen to him about his world. Definitely. Right. That's real. That's real. He's already on the right track because I didn't I didn't discover pocket squares till I was yeah, like he already 26. <laughs> yeah. I'm like 26. I'm like, oh, you, you put a pocket square? Look, yeah. I, and the brother got himself dressed. People think oh, I hey. people oh, people oh, look at our oh, pictures and be like be like, yo, you be doing yo, Gavin dresses himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? His yo, name style. is Gav the leader because <laughs> he is leading what he's doing. That's a bar, man. That's 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 definitely real because I remember I had a situation where uh, I had a my son was asking a lot of questions after we left the barbershop. <laughs> oh man, and I was one like, of the greatest educational institutions. Yeah, you'll learn about life at the barbershop. <laughs> and before I'll be sitting there like, oh man, shh, shh, <laughs> he can't hear that. But then I was like, whatever, he gonna hear it anywhere. And he'll be asking me, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just telling him, like, all right, that's what they meant by this, and, and then that turned into. You was looking at her booty too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those type of conversations. And then as it got like that, it got a little bit more comfortable. And he's like, all right, well, I can ask you these things. Mm -hmm. and like it, it was not, he didn't say that, but you could just tell. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, you're not going to lie because I already know. And we, kids were smart. I think about when I was that age. It's like, I knew way more than what my parents thought I knew. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. And then when you create that, had, you know, that, that relationship where your kids can come talk to you, man, and you can work through things, you don't have to guess about what's going on in their life. Right. Right, you don't have to break into the Instagram or, or whatever some parents are doing. You can just go, hey, what's going down? Yeah, right. And that, for me, you know, my daughter, who's about to turn four, that's really important for me with my daughter because I want to be able to have the realest conversations. Y'all think Steve Harvey gave up the game? Oh, I'm telling my daughter everything. Yeah, right. Because I want her to be able to talk to me Ooh, and trust me. I can't do that. Like, like, at that point, yeah. Like, I'm like, please, please give me sons. <laughs> I'm like, look, baby girl. This is the deal, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And you know, speaking so much life into her that she's not going to be worried about approval from some random dude. Like she's going to be good, you know. Um, I can't wait till she turns sixteen. I'm gonna propose to my daughter, yeah. and I'm gonna tell her, "Look, this ring. Until you meet a brother who can replace it, mm. it ain't worth your time." Mm. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Like for real. Hey, you can blind. tell which you can tell which women had their fathers in their lives. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, bro, we had a father father. Oh, yeah, you got a dad, dad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> made you think twice about dating. I'm like, like, ooh. Yeah, man. I always just like, I would tell my daughter, like, if dude sounds as creepy as I was, <laughs> turn around. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, we'll get there when we get there. FOS. Some of these cats are FOS, baby girl. I have to let them know. Mm. <laughs> they full of it. Yeah, man. And, and, and here's what you need to know. It's a great conversation. Anything you would, you definitely want to get out there, you want to push something out there. Yeah, now's the time to promote. What's, yeah, what's man. On the calendar, you, you what's know, coming up? Yeah, so I want to just let everybody know that uh, the 2019 cohort of uh, the Urban Leadership Foundation is now open. Uh, people can apply and go to our, go to the website, www.ulfcolorado.org. Click on apply. Uh, we've got a really cool um, community service project coming up. Um, speaking of kids, it's about voice and kids, right? Okay. And, and um, so it's uh, October 28th. Again, go to the website. You can get that information. Tickets are only 10 bucks. But um, man, it's going to be a powerful, um, powerful event about voice. So you want to come check that out. Um, October 27th. Um, a father-daughter's occasion is happening hey, at the Dahlia Center. You definitely want to come to yeah. that. You know, and you know, I'm, I'm 
dads, I'm challenging you. I'm coming in tuxedo this year. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I might even get my daughter a, a car service. Like I'm, I'm loving on her. Extra, extra special that day. Um, so I hope to see all the dads out there. And um, and then the ULF graduation is November 9th at DU. And again, that's on the website. I hope to see people come out and support the 2018 class. There's some phenomenal people who did some really dope stuff this year. Yeah, shout out to that class, man. Congrats to them. Work, work. Awesome. Uh, also, if you're listening, check out lifeisdope.shop. Hey. We got the new Make Life Dope Again hats. Yeah, man. Grab you one of those and don't ask me for a red one. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody keeps asking. But before we get to that, one last question for you. Any piece of knowledge, advice, love, whatever that you would give to anybody listening out there, what would that be? You know, um, last, I guess last thought. People should understand that community fame doesn't pay the bills, right? Don't get caught up in how important you think you are and don't be out here telling other people yes more than you tell yourself yes, mm. right? Like, it's about the most important thing should be you and yours and then the people you serve. I see so many people get burned out or just waste away because they're saying yes too much and they're running on an hour of sleep and they're not good for anyone. So. Love yourself, choose yourself first, and then everybody else. And don't get caught up in the fame stuff. And then, man, support these cats, man. Graffiti got a business. We'll be talking about it enough. He's dope at what he does. Baby, I need. What, I don't know. What you, I don't know what business you got, but let me know because I want to support it. You know, I just, I just. Uh vagabond of sorts <laughs> all right man well, we need to i need to i need to get the it's list right I, here, I, I, I like to get stuff and I, so I, let me know do much oh man this podcast stop it we got yeah. we got it we got we got i'm having a hard time but everybody keeps telling me stop being so humble but i'm naturally humble and there's a way to not be humble and not be cocky look man brag on yourself man and not even necessarily bragging but like we do got to start promoting certain stuff like y'all got yeah, it like shop that's how you can support us. Go uh, go yeah. to that go to their website, man. You need a flyer, call them. Yeah. You need some t-shirts, call them. Um, you need a fire album cover, call any aspect. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But support these brothers, man. They, they're doing some some really tremendous things. And if they're doing something that you don't do, use them. Straight That's up. Love. Hey. That's love. Um, let's get into a little bit of promo. Um, Check us out on Spotify. Yeah, thanks everybody coming out to meet the Carters at Ophelia's. That was fire. We got some more events coming up. Oh, black, all black attire. All black attire party. Have um, you announced a special guest yet? Not yet. By the time this drops, it'll probably be out and it's fire. Super special. Yeah, so come through, rock with us. Um, that's the day before Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving. Um, and then we're going to be drilling y'all with promos just so you know because the holiday party part two or remix or whatever we call it is definitely coming up hey. um, if any support whatever we do but if anything please support that because that's definitely for the community um and we'll have more info on that soon and forget support y'all just gonna stop missing out yeah man. y'all see the pictures it's y'all, fun. y'all see we selling out <laughs> y'all see we packing out all these venues yeah. you, you're playing yourself and like we're not promoters y'all i think we need to put that out there too like hey we're not promoters we don't we're not politicking with the whole this is going to be the hottest party in the city. Like, listen, we doing stuff so we can come together and have fun. Like, yeah. we trying to have fun, man. Like, forget all that. Let's just pack out the building and look cool. We trying to have fun. Yep. So, to go through some of the rules for Life is Dope Party, okay? <laughs> the main rule is if you're on stage, you got to dance. 
Yeah, period. Like you can't just be on stage just looking cool, holding a bottle and all that. We don't go for that. No, no, your no, your intake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know your limits. No, yeah, please know your limits. That's rule number two. Her job was acting a fool at the uh, <laughs> at the Carter's thing. It's cool to get lit, but yo, if, if you gotta get carried out, yeah, just just leave. Just order a car service. Yeah, it's cheaper than a bottle. Cause yeah, fewer y'all was. Ooh. Um, and number three, man, like I said, we having fun. So if y'all see us pumping events, my bad for flooding you with flyers and all that. But at the end of the day, we really just getting together, having fun. That's all. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Check out uh, mesbrands.com. Word. That's right. Tune in. Don't tune out. Amen. Mm-hmm. Life is no podcast. I'm graffiti. But hold up. Let's make some noise for Ryan Ross. Hey. Thank you guys for having me, man. Hey. Let's go. Appreciate Thank you y'all. so much for coming through. Oh, wait. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah. Social media, contact. Yeah, man. Um. At Doc Rye Ross, D O C R Y R O S S on uh, Instagram, Ryan Ross on Facebook. Um, not hard to find at all. Just reach out. All right, slip. All right, I'm Davey. Yeah, that's Davey. Yep, we out. This is a Sprite, and it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite, thirst for yours. This is a Sprite, and it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite, thirst for yours.